Hello everyone, my name is Dre Rogers, and you can find me on Twitter as Dre2124, and this is my first ever podcast using the Anchor app. So anyway, uh, there's so many topics that we could talk about. Especially since football season's almost here. But I think even though most of you have already done your fantasy drafts, that um, we should start talking about fantasy football. And yeah, I'm, I'm already in a couple leagues, but I actually have a fantasy draft tonight and I have one on Sunday. So. I mean, there's still time to give out some input about fantasy football. Obviously, the number one question that everybody will ask themselves is who to take number one. Now, a couple months back, there was actually a debate between picking uh, Zeke Elliott or Saquon uh, Barkley. But because of the holdout or possible holdout by Zeke, a lot of people are taking Barkley as their number one pick. Now, it's um, obviously the stats show that because Barkley without Odell last year had better stats, that with Odell, he's due for a monster campaign. But you still have to consider that they still have Eli Manning as their quarterback. So in, in, in the NFL league that we live today, each day technology and strategies and teams are evolving. So therefore, you know, I believe that defenses will be ready for for Barkley and they will figure out a way not to stop him but just maybe to contain him a little bit yes he will have a great campaign but maybe not the monster campaign everybody's thinking about Be, I, I don't trust the Giants offense at all I mean yes they got Shepard and Ingram and Tate but I don't think that's enough I think People are going to start, you know, putting nine people in the box. And they're going to try to let Eli beat them. They're not going to let Barkley do it. So, I don't know. Uh, a lot of, I've seen a lot of people take Kamara over Barkley. And uh, I think in the leagues that I'm in, nobody's, nobody has taken Barkley as the number one pick. So, you know, it's... Maybe they're in agreement with what I've been saying. Obviously, everybody has, you know, their own opinion. Everybody has their own strategy. So, you know, if you take Bar- if you take Barkley number one, go ahead. But, you know, Kamara, you could make the case for Kamara's number one pick. I mean, that Saints offense is something to talk about. You know, you got, obviously, Drew Brees. You got a great offensive line. You got Michael Thomas, and now they've added uh, Jared Cook, who I believe is going to have a monster campaign. 
He's probably going to be maybe top three tight ends in the uh, with the numbers he's going to put in that offense. But anyway, um, you know, Kamara, he's been improving each year. And, you know, he's... He, He's very fast in a league that where you need speed, you need agility, and under that offense, I think he can put big numbers. And you, you also add the factor that Mark Ingram's not in there to take, you know, place away from Kamara. So that even elevates him to a higher possible level and entices the overall argument of selecting him number one obviously you could also argue that you know they got Murray in there and he's going to play the Mark Ingram role and he's going to take plays and carries and receptions from Kamara but I mean I wouldn't put Murray on the same level as Ingram so I don't I don't think he's gonna affect the playing time that Kamara is going to have. I believe he's he's going to have a monster campaign. He could do uh I think it was I mean I'm not I'm not sure so don't take me for for granted if I'm wrong, but I think David Johnson was the last person to do a 1000 a 1000 campaign. Uh so I, I I mean if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh you know, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. But I think the, the overall point of this is that I think Kamara is going to have a season like that. I think he's going to rush for a thousand yards, and I think he's going to, you know, he's going to have a thousand receiving yards as well. So he's going to have over two thousand yards, and you know, over fifteen touchdowns is a possibility, maybe even higher. So he's also a good argument to go number one. My uh, favorite option is actually uh, Christian McCaffrey. That college style offense that they've set up in Carolina, I believe, is focused directly on giving the ball to him. And either it's Cam running the ball or him running the ball or Cam running and then, you know. Doing the option and pitching it to him. So I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a crazy season. He's going to touch the ball so many times. And if you also put into consideration the health of, of Cam, which you know was, has always been a factor, and it's being a factor right now, but you know, with the ankle injury and things like that, but I don't know. I even if even if Cam is one hundred percent healthy, or even if he you know re-injures that ankle and he misses a couple games or anything, I believe the whole offense is going to be centered on giving McCaffrey the ball. And you know they got some good wide receivers, uh, Moore and Samuels, and uh, you know Olsen. And their offensive line is pretty good, so I think I think he should he should be your number one pick. Uh, I I haven't gotten the first pick in any of my fantasy leagues, so I haven't had the opportunity yet to to, to get 
Metcalf or your, or actually have the debate of who to select with the number one pick. I've had the fourth overall pick and you know, McCaffrey went down to number four. So I was lucky enough uh, of somebody being a Cowboys fan and taking uh, Elliot with the number three pick. But, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's another story. But, uh, you know, that's just me. That's just my opinion. And I believe uh, Christian McCaffrey is going to be the top fantasy option for the upcoming season. Now, you obviously could also put in the factor of comparing the Giants offense against the Panthers offense. And, you know, they have a more, you could say, more attractive uh, offensive weapons than the Panthers do, I guess. You know, Eli is a Super Bowl quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback. And Ingram is, you know, an up and coming tight end. He's ranked in the top five, I think, for fantasy. Uh, Greg Olson is, you know, coming off an injured play campaign and he's getting old. And, uh, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are young, unproven talents i mean they've they've shown that they can play with the best but you know they haven't shown that consistency yet and i guess golden tate has put up some numbers and shepherd put up some numbers last year so you know you can make the case but um i don't think the offensive line for the giants is as good as the panthers and plus the offensive line, I mean, plus I, I would pick Cameron Newton over Eli any day of the week right now. And if we're talking about a PPR league, that, I mean, you don't even have to actually think about comparing those two offenses. Uh, I know, you know, McCaffrey might be checking option for, for Eli, but he also likes to throw it to Ingram, so that could that that could take away a couple of receptions away from Barkley. And I think uh, Cameron's only choice or only option is McCaffrey. Olsen has been his favorite target for the past couple of years, but you know he's he's getting to that age. You know he's. Also, been getting injured last couple of seasons, and probably the best corner or DB from from the other team is going to be on Olsen. So you know that leaves you McCaffrey. Now, what about McCaffrey versus Camaro? Uh, I guess you know the how you compare them is basically. Camara has a better backup than than McCaffrey, so he could have a small impact on the number of receptions and carries that he could have. And you also have um, Thomas, and you got Cook, and you know you you got a couple youngsters. On, I'm I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the other wide receiver, but you know that offense is probably gonna. Uh, yes, it's going to be explosive, but 
I still think overall McCaffrey is going to be the main focus of the Panthers offense. So he would he would be my first pick. <clears throat> like I said at the beginning of this podcast, this is my opinion and my opinion only. So I could be wrong or I could be right or you know maybe both of us are right. Maybe you pick Barkley or you pick Kamara and I pick McCaffrey and the, and all of them have monster seasons and all of them lead us to the championship game and to a championship trophy. So, you know, that's the fun of uh, discussing things on podcasts. You know, you just throw out your opinion, hope a lot of people listen to you and you'll, you'll, you'll get feedback and some of it will be positive and some of it will be negative, but you know, that's, that's what makes fantasy football fun, doesn't it? It's a strategy game and, you know, you, you read, you read articles, you read stories, you read magazines, you hop on the NFL network, you, you know, watch some other shows, you follow fantasy football experts, you listen to podcasts. But overall, in the end, whoever, you know, the, the person that's making the selection when it's their time is yourself. So, in the end, you might have gotten, you know, advice and, you know, you have your, uh, your cheat list and you have all of your rankings. But in the end, you make the final choice. And sometimes... It might be the choice that you wanted. Sometimes, you know, you got the the pressure from from that you're running out of time from making your selection. So you pick somebody you didn't want to or you miss out on, you know, checking in what what you know, what week they the, the, your players on by and then you have three players resting on the same week. So, you know. It's obviously everybody makes their choice in the end. Maybe you're a super Giants fan, so obviously Barkley is the first choice. Or you're a Penn State fan, you've been a Penn State fan all of your life, so Barkley's your first choice as well. So, you know, it's just, I guess, this is just a fun way for us to discuss. For myself to share my opinion and you know I've, I'd be glad to listen to whatever anybody that listens to this podcast has to say and you know I guess um, for all of you Cowboys fans we could also make the case that Zeke uh, could be the choice for the number one pick as well Obviously, you have the, the holdout situation, and a lot of people aren't, are not taking that risk. I've actually uh, seen them drop to about the eighth pick in one of my leagues. And the guy that scooped them up was a Cowboys fan. So I, I, I'm not sure if he would have dropped. I had the 10th pick, so maybe I would have taken them. I, I, I usually like to take gambles and hope for the best. So maybe... I took uh, DeAndre Hopkins, so um, I mean, I, 
I don't know if he maybe if he wouldn't have taken Zeke, he would have taken DeAndre. So anyway, uh, yeah, I love him. Uh, I think he's he would be a great number one pick if he started the season. Uh, that Dallas offense is set for him to touch the ball. If you paid attention to last year's season, and I told a bunch of my Cowboys friends, if they give him the ball. You know, 20-plus times, the Cowboys usually win the game. And I, for some reason, sometimes they don't do that, which I'm glad because uh, I'm a Packers fan. So, I, you know, I've, I've got that uh, <laughs> kind of hate relationship on the Cowboys from, you know, those years from the past. But... Uh, you know, Zeke, uh, as far as fantasy football goes, if he plays the entire year, he, he has a great option. Um, the less, then obviously this is my personal opinion, and obviously I could be right or I could be wrong, but under my opinion, uh, the less that Dak has to throw the ball or make decisions the better are the opportunity for the Cowboys to get a win. So, you know, I, if if Zeke uh, is available for week one, he could also be a great option for the number one pick. Um, that offensive line is, you know, is one of the best, if not the best. And they know how to open those holes up. So, um, Zeke will always get his. He's also uh, he's also a great back uh, to catch passes on the flat. And they do a lot of screen passes to him as well. So, you know, he he's also a very good option uh, for PPR leagues to go to number one. In the end, like I said, um, my pick would be uh, McCaffrey. That's just me. Um, that's who I would take if I had the opportunity to pick number one. I might be wrong, like I already mentioned a couple times. But, you know, that's that's why you listen to podcasts, right? So you can hear my opinion, even if I'm right or I'm wrong. So, you know... Those would be the options for the number one pick. Uh, I guess, you know, just to keep our conversation going, you know, just throwing out, obviously there's no question as who the number one quarterback would be in whatever league we would be you would be playing standard or PPR or dynasty. It's obviously Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I have a feeling that he might not have the same monster type season that he had last year, but he is going to have a good or great season. So maybe, you know, Kind of like a Drew Brees type season, 4,000, 5,000 passing yards, and maybe 30, 35, 38 
passing touchdowns. The main reason is, you know, the, the league has gotten the opportunity to, to, you know, get a look at him, study him. But not, not, not only that, but I think that the, the Chiefs are going to f- shift their focus a bit to the ground game. And, uh, you know, this, this rookie that they drafted, uh, Darwin Thompson, uh, he's, he's been getting rave reviews out of training camp and he might be, he might be their, their next weapon. I mean, yeah, you want to keep adding to that Chiefs offense and I don't know, I think, uh, they're going to focus a lot to their ground attack and that's going to take away from Mahomes as well as you know that small factor that defenses have had a year to study him and adapt to him and you know scheme for him so he'll end up being the number one quarterback probably Uh, I would argue that maybe Aaron Rodgers could have something close to him maybe be the one that can exceed him because I believe that offense is going to explode this year. But I'd still take Mahomes number one. And obviously, if you're in a PPR league, I'd go with Watson as your number two option. Uh, that Texans offense has taken a hit with uh, Lamar Miller out for the year, and then you know then them getting rid of uh, them getting rid of uh, Foreman but you know Duke Johnson is a very explosive back I I don't think he's somebody that could be an every down running back obviously he he can prove me wrong and he probably will but uh, I think the uh, Texans are gonna focus on the air they're gonna throw a lot and Watson's going to be the one taking care of uh, their <clears throat> of the rushing yards uh, for that team, and you know, combination of him and uh, Duke, and you know, I don't know if they'll bring somebody from free agency or if they're going to trade for somebody or if they're waiting for somebody to get released. Maybe they'll give the Eagles a call. You know, they're talking with them for Clowney, so maybe they'll ask for one of their running backs. You know, they got Clement, or, you know, if if Miles Sanders has proven to the team that he's their present and future, maybe they can send them Howard, or I don't know. We've seen a lot of crazy things happen, so, you know, that's not out of the possibility. But... You know, the Eagles have a lot of running backs. Um, I really don't know what happened with uh, with Jay uh, Ajaji or Ajahi. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he, I think he's a free agent. So he could, you know, he, they could bring him in for, uh, you know, for just to see if he still has it, if he's, you know, 100%. And he could be a great signing. Maybe pair him up with Clement and, you know, you got a good one-two punch. And then, obviously, you got Duke for for their third-down situations. 
So, but I think uh, I think Deshaun's gonna have a good season as well. And uh, like I said, for PPR, it'd be Mahomes, Deshaun, and then Rogers. But if 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 you're playing standard, I, I I'd probably uh, shoot Rogers to number two. And I'm not saying it because I'm a Packers fan. I just think that uh, that offense is going to be very explosive. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. Not not this year. Maybe maybe next year or, or the next after. But I, I think they're going to have a good season. And uh, I think uh, he has a lot of weapons. And uh, you know they're going to have a balanced offense. Aaron Jones. He's gonna, you know, prove to the league that he's one of the best, and I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have an amazing season. So, like I said, he could be, he could have very similar numbers to Mahomes, but I'd still take Patrick over Watson or Rodgers. So that'd be, uh, you know, my opinion on quarterbacks. If you want the me to throw my sleeper pick for for each position I can obviously I'm <laughs> if you don't want to listen to him you can stop the podcast here and you don't have to listen to me anymore but uh, I guess you know it's a way to keep this going uh, for quarterbacks it's it's an easy pick I think the sleeper is Kyle Kyler Murray I've actually taken him him in every single one of my leagues uh all of them are ppr so you know i've i've seen a bunch of uh fantasy experts ranking him in the top five actually or top 10 so obviously just based on his potential and what that offense is supposed to do even if the cardinals don't win he's going to put up great numbers and that's all we care about in fantasy football right numbers so you know if, if you're like me and you don't draft quarterbacks until the end murray's gonna be there and i think he's a great pick so he's my sleeper for quarterback for running backs i you might not consider him a sleeper i've seen him drop down to the third or fourth rounds uh, in a couple leagues and in, in a couple mug drafts as well. So uh, my sleeper is Aaron Jones. I think he's going to have a huge monster season. Uh, they're going to stop, you know, splitting carries with him and Jamal. And he's going to be great. So he'd be my sleeper for running back. For a receiver, you could I could stay with the Packers, but you know you're gonna say, oh, the Packer fan. He just so um, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the uh, Geronimo or MVS um, sleeper pick, and you know the, I could also put an argument for for Fitzgerald because in every draft that I've seen. And every you know ranking that I've that I've read that I've taken a look at, they've got a Christian Kirk over Fitzpatrick. I mean over Fitzgerald, but 
I think, uh, you know, he's still going to be number one in that offense. So, you know, the, if Christian Kirk's supposed to be the main wide receiver, he's also going to see the best corner from the opposite team. So, Fitzgerald's going to be, you know, the, the first option. And obviously, if he's playing in the slot, he's going to get a lot of points. But I also don't want to just stay with the same teams because I already picked Murray for the Cardinals. So, once again, mentioning him, Fitzgerald, and, 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 and just staying with two, two teams. You know, it kind of limits the options of giving out sleeper picks. Uh, I could also put in the argument for uh, Robbie Anderson. You know, that Jets offense, some people are saying it's going to be good. Some people are saying it's not going to be good. But if you add up, you know, on on paper, that offense kind of looks pretty good. And, you know, obviously it all depends on what Darnold does this year but you know with with Le'Veon Bell you know you you on uh on some perspective the Jets could have a great season offensively and uh, you know Robbie Anderson uh I've seen him you know going till the 10th 11th round I've got a league where he was not drafted so, you know, he's he's a great option as well. And, uh, you know, he, you might not consider him a sleeper because he's supposed to be the Jets' number one wide receiver. And, you know, he's had a... He has potential. He's been a good... He's been a good option, solid option. I think he's... I've seen him, uh, you know... Being ranked in the top thirty, top twenty-five, but overall, if if and let's get to the to the sleeper for the wide receivers, I think, and he might not be a slipper, uh, a sleeper. Some might consider him already, you know, have him ranked high up. But I think uh, Dante uh, Moncrief from uh, from the Steelers is going to have a huge season. I mean, Antonio Brown is gone, and you need uh, somebody to get all those targets. And Juju can't do it himself. And you could make an argument that, you know, you got Vance McDonald there. But I think he's more set up as... uh, blocking type tight end so he might not get the targets that you might think he could get and I think they're going to go to to Moncrief so I've been uh, picking him in a couple of my leagues and I think he could be a great wide receiver I think he could be a great sleeper um I think he's going around uh, um, maybe like the 8th or ninth round. He could probably be available even later on. So, you know, he's he's also a great option. 
And uh, if, if you have the opportunity, I'd, I'd also invest on taking him maybe as your third wide receiver, maybe even taking a risk and putting him as your flex. You know, most people would rather have a running back as their flex, but for PPR leagues, he could be a great option. And uh, I guess my sleeper for tight end, um, I mean, like I, I could, uh, I don't think he, he's an overall sleeper uh, because he's supposed to, I mean, he was a first round pick, but uh, I think TJ Hawkinson is set to have a great rookie season. Uh, he's going to put up some good numbers in that offense. So I I think he's a great he's a great uh choice in the mid late rounds. And if you really want uh, to gamble on a tight end maybe towards the end of the draft, I think uh Dallas uh Godert from the Eagles is also a good option, maybe as your backup tight end or if you don't like to take tight ends until the end of the draft he could be a good option he might you know not get a lot of receptions but i think he's gonna take uh he's gonna be a key factor in the red zone and he's gonna you know get maybe six or seven touchdowns so he's a, a good option if you don't like you know Drafting a tight end early on. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and we could also put in for uh, a rookie and uh, sleeper. And I think I already mentioned it earlier on. I think uh, Darwin Thompson for the Chiefs is the player to get. Obviously, if, uh, if Zeke, uh, if Zeke Elliott, uh, you know, misses a couple games. Uh, his backup is uh, the option. I forgot his name. I think it's uh, Tony. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I don't remember his name. I, I don't have him here in my notes. So shame on shame on me. <laughs> but uh, and and I apologize, Cowboys fans. I usually remember the name of every single player that I know about, but uh, for some reason, I'm, uh, it's not coming to me. It's, so, uh, is it Tony Pollard? So, if 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 that's his name, then you know I, I guess I do know it. But if not, just uh, shoot me a comment or something and let me know. But anyway, if, if Zeke is going to miss a couple of weeks, maybe even half a season, which I've read in a couple articles that, that he might. And if you literally consider what the comments that Jerry Jones said, that, you know, we hope to have him for the stretch run or for the playoffs, if you take that literally into consideration, you kind of, you know, can say that 
they're not going to pay him until the end or something like that. So, you know, you never know. So Pollard, or if Pollard's his name, he is a great option. But I'd still take uh, Darwin. I think he's 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 really a good sleeper. I think if uh, if Damon Williams is not the option in KC, they're going to give him the ball, and he's just going to run with it. And in that offense, he's going to put up huge numbers. So, you know, that's those are my sleeper picks. And I'm not sure if you want me to touch on. You know, defense, special teams, kickers. But I usually wait until my final round. So basically, I don't care if, you know, the Bears or the Vikings or the Jaguars or the Rams are up there. I wait until, you know, the final four or five rounds. And you usually get a good defense there because people don't like to spend early mid-round picks on defenses just those that you know want to get the Bears or the Vikings but you know if you get you know the Chargers down the road they're they're a good option and you know you can gamble on the Bills you can gamble on the Saints you can gamble on the Chiefs so there's you know there's a lot of uh defenses that you can get and you know you sometimes get them those surprises uh, you know the people had the Cardinals ranked uh, top five last year, and then you know, that defense was pretty bad. So you know you, you never know. You know. Packers defense is very improved. The Lions defense is very improved. Um, you could make an argument for the Buccaneers. You could make you know the Falcons usually play very good at home, and they have a lot of. Dome games, I think, for the first 10 games or something like that. So, you know, they could be a gamble. So if you don't like taking defenses like I do, you can gamble and wait until those final rounds and see what's there. And kickers, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, You know, you always find that kicker... Probably in free agency that creates a difference. Last year it was uh, it was uh, Bat Batley or Batley from from the Chargers. He put up a great season, and you know nobody drafted him, or you know if somebody did, congratulations. But you know, and you know you 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 don't know, you don't know. Maybe you know the Dolphins turn out to have a decent offense and. They might not score touchdowns, but they kick field goals all the time. So maybe their kicker is worth picking up, picking them up in free agency. Uh, um, I don't know. That's a position I really don't worry about either. So anyway, uh, I think uh, this has been uh, a great first podcast for me. Hopefully it was a great podcast for you. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry. But you obviously chose to listen to me and you put in your time. And if I made you waste 40 minutes of your day, then I'm sorry. But just want to thank you for listening to me. 
And maybe I don't have a future in podcasting, or maybe I do, or who knows. I'm going to keep doing it because I, I enjoy it, and I like giving my opinion, which I guess I'm allowed to do. And that actually gives you the option of listening to me or not. So if I really suck and you think I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, then you have the choice of not tuning in again. But if you did enjoy listening to me or if you want to hear something else or if you have ideas or, you know, I'm open to any type of feedback. And like I said, I'm on Twitter, Dre2124. Just drop me a line. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And uh, thank you again.